0: Hi, it's Barry here from Turning the Page and it's just so good to have you here again. Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or somewhere else or you're uh, listening to the podcast. just want to say thank you for um, yeah listening to and watching this content each week. You know, I actually wrote this and um, put it out there just before Christmas, but it makes no difference when you're going to get this because it's about receiving. And I think it's probably easier to give than it is to receive. <laughs> but we can't give what we haven't already received. You know, how can someone love when they don't know what love is? Um, and I want to ask the question are you open to receiving love? For me, uh, at times, it was a moment when it was really awkward, just plain embarrassing. It was just so uncomfortable that they wanted to. Um, that I want to just run from this gift giving. You know, we have all made some foolish mistakes, haven't we? That that hurt some people very close to the, to us, and we wonder how could we ever repay. Um, and for this particular person, uh, not just myself, but this was the only family they would even known, and they wanted to have a relationship with them, uh, but for much of their life they had sort of clothed themselves with a sense of absolute shame and guilt. And because they had actually really truly messed up, and all they could do now was have this focus on, all they focused on now was their failings. How could anyone love them? They they couldn't even love themselves. They despised themselves. But here were a set of hands reaching out to them with gifts, uh, clothes jewellery, even a party all in their honour <laughs> and what they did was that they quickly clasped their hands and arms over their chest in sort of a defensive mood you know, pre- like protect keep safe, uh, don't let them in uh, I, 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 th- I, th- I thought of I won't receive a gift I don't deserve a gift I haven't worked for and in this particular circumstance I think the gift giver would have walked away saddened because uh, the person they wanted to give something to wasn't in a state where they were ready to receive. And the, the question I ask here is, how much love can you handle? That's a very serious question. How much love can you handle? Uh, what's it like for you to be told you are loved? To have someone say, I love you. And not just in a little trivial sort of way, but in a deep, uh, knowing way. Knowing everything about you, and still they say they love you. You know, it's actually really hard at times to receive. um, Unconditional, no strings attached, unearned love. You see, um, when we unclasp our protective arms, like open the wide, just try it, you know. What happens is actually we expose... Uh, in a physical sense, our heart, our, our vulnerable parts. Um, opening up your arms says, come on in. <laughs> no, we, we actually want to limit the love, uh, to not feel embarrassed uh, by the welcome. We, we want to be in control. And we think, uh, who am I to receive this, this expensive gift? Look, once, I, I remember when I was pastoring, I wrote on my whiteboard these words, if you knew me, would you still love me? And I showed it to this one particular person and they got really connected with them because they, they had a lot of stuff in their life that thought that if I knew them, that I would love them less, which wasn't the case at all. You see, true love knows all and still chases you down. Larry Crabb writes this, both giving and receiving are beautiful. It's more blessed to give than to receive, that's true. But for needy adults, who in this respect are like sick infants, something of value must be received before anything of value can be given. Receiving always precedes giving. And that never changes. We never outgrow our need to receive. It's a beautiful thing to witness a humility that receives. That was from Larry Crabb. You see, um... From the very first breath we take as babes, we are receivers we t- the baby takes in a breath, and it what does it do? It gives back a scream and uh the parents are delighted everybody's delighted, yay, the child takes in a breath, receive, and gives back a scream. We receive, we give, breathe in, breathe out, and uh in In conversations, I'm often aware um the other wants the other person I'm listening to wants to give something to someone else, but they haven't actually received it first, so they don't know how to give or what it is that they're wanting to give, like they really want to be the best husband or wife uh, the best parent to the friend, but they've not actually received that into themselves they they haven't seen it modeled to them. So they sort of stumble in their giving. They they want to receive and need others to give. Um, it's hard to get around, but if you don't, haven't received something first, how can you give it? You know, um, I love this quote from Larry Crabb. The most stunning and staggering truth God has given to me in His Word can be summed up this. Perhaps a little bit simplistically, but I hope... Er- not irrelevantly, irreverently, in two short sentences. One, God is, ha- God is a party happening. Two, I'm invited to the party. <laughs> I love that. God is a party happening and I'm invited to the party. I remember the story. I'm sure you'll work out what the story is. But uh, as I walked up, and this is, I'm just reading from my blog. As I walked up the dusty track, I saw a man running towards me. Arms wide open and cloak, throwing itself to the wind. He was hurling himself towards me. It was undignified for such a nobleman as this to be over-exuberant. He was shouting my name. But all I felt was shame. I robbed him, taken from his wealth and thrown it away. But here he was, shouting my name. He knew my full name, my heritage, my inglorious history. He reached out with his wide open arms and wrapped them around me. I held my arms close in, tight. I wanted a barrier to this love. He was too close, too near. I had to be in control. He shouted behind him to crank up the music, get the best food laid out, find some new clothes and shoes to replace my rags. There was a party going on and I was invited. In fact, I was the guest of honour. And that I would never have to leave. I was home. That's um, Luke 15, 11, 32. It's a, the it's a story of uh, the loving father finding his um, wayward son. So, slowly we lower our arms and allow um, love to trickle into the stoniness of our pain. And uh, in Ezekiel it says... Uh, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and all your from all your idols. I will give you a new spirit and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Think about that. Think about all the things that God's going to do and is doing. Um, are you ready to receive that? When I was writing my Essay on sexual abuse and dehumanization, which you can you can pick up and pay what you want, um, uh, on the website. It's a it's a seven 000, a ten thousand word essay. But I've discovered a guy called Miroslav Volf, and he writes this: an embrace always uh, no, an embrace involves always a double movement of opening and closing. I open my arms to create a space in myself for the other. The open arms are a sign of discontent at being being myself only and of desire to include the other. They are an invitation to the others to come in and feel at home with me, to belong to me. In an embrace I also close my arms around the others, not tightly, so as to crush and assimilate them forcibly into myself, for that would not be an embrace but a concealed power act of exclusion but gently so as to tell them that I do not want them want to be without them in their otherness. I want them in their openness. I want them to remain independent and true to their genuine selves, to maintain their identity as and as such become part of me so that they can enrich me with what they have and I do not. Look, I, we don't like to be in need, do we? To be dependent on someone else, yet, We were always meant to be interconnected in such a way that was mutually beneficial. Not independent, dependent, codependent, but interdependent. We receive, we give, we give, we receive. Learning to receive is an act of war against arrogance and self-dependence. None of us are so self-contained that we don't have need of the other. We hate being vulnerable to show our neediness and those weak spots to hide. I think that learning to receive is a millimetre by millimetre step process of allowing safe people to give us something we can't find within ourselves. It's kind of a Christmas, crucifixion and resurrection all rolled up into one. (laughs) To receive is a mystery. Allow yourself to receive. You'll be okay. Here's some quotes. Grace is always a humiliation for the ego. Richard Rohr. Hmm. It is so difficult to admit to ourselves and others that we can't control everything. Only when we name the ways we are powerless to do, we create space for God to step in, too. Richard Rohr. The truth is we don't much like being dependent. We don't enjoy admitting how desperately we long for someone's kindness and involvement. It's so humbling. Larry Crabb When I hear Jesus tell me to be like an infant, I become more aware of how needy I am than of how selfish I am. And then immediately I realise how proud I am. I can't get away from the fact of my depravity. And I can see it as my arrogant refusal to trust. Larry Crabb The first commandment of fallen thinking is, trust no one and you shall live. The second commandment is like it. To make life work, trust only yourself and what you can control. Larry Crabb. And the final quote is, others will not clearly see our deepest needs unless we choose to make them known. The seed of self-protection is in the infant. In adults, it's full-grown weed. (laughs) Larry Crabb. Here's some questions. Number one, our very first act as a human was to receive air into our, your lungs. Can you give something that you genuinely haven't received first? Just think about it. Can you give something that you haven't actually received first? How would you respond if you gave, if someone gave you something way beyond what you think you deserved? How would you respond to that? They give you something way beyond what you deserved, thought what thought you were deserved. Number three, what self-protective measures do you use to stop receiving a love you cannot control? So that's this post um, for this week. Uh, I hope you find it helpful and challenging. Um, are you open to receiving? Perhaps you'd like to send me an email. It's Barry at tuningthepage.co.nz. Love to hear from you. And um, just a big thank you to those people who support Turning the Page every month by a little donation. You can It's so important, so helpful to me. And um, you can come as a supporter uh, for yeah, $1 a month uh, at turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support. Okay. Hey, thanks very much. And um, look forward to hearing from you. Bye.